is I was talking to somebody and he looks and he goes, are you all right? And I said, yeah, but I, I'm like trying to catch my breath. I said, I can't tell if it's the excitement or it's the altitude that I've attained. And he goes, maybe it's both. So that's the nauseous part of it. But if I feel anxious or depressed or I'm worried or concerned about a decision or something that I've been contemplating, it may not be for, from the Holy Spirit. And if I have these things that happen with me, I relook at what I'm asking and say, is it God or is it something else? Because what I've also found is the evil one likes to bring temptations to me that are disguised. They're disguised as something that God wants me to have. And maybe they, not, they may not be, but that's where prayer and searching my heart come in. Because usually by that time I have a good idea and things will start rolling. The last and final thing I do is I start sharing my idea with people. And I start getting their input. Is it, a good, is it a good idea? Isn't it a good idea? Is it a magnitude that I can't put together? So I start sharing it, and I start getting ideas, answers from other people, good, bad, or indifferent. I get their opinions. Over time, I get an idea about who's on board and who are the naysayers in whatever I'm doing. The thing is, the naysayers don't even know they don't like anything you want to do. There's naysayers out there. It would not matter if I said, hey, what if I give you $100,000? The first thing they're going to say is, wow, I don't know what I would do with it. It's like, holy moly. I used to do that with people. I would walk up and I'd say, if I gave you $1,000, what would you do with it? Well, I don't know. Why would I give them $1,000 if they don't even know what they're doing, what they're going to do with it? They weren't ready for it. They weren't ready for those things to happen. And the naysayers are always, always the people that will say it won't work. And they'll give me 20 reasons why it won't work. They don't like anything I do, even if it's in their best interest. So that's the last and final thing I do. Because I found that God is going to answer us in one of three ways. He's going to validate what He has put on my heart. He's going to validate it through people. He's going to validate it through the church. And He's going to validate it through circumstances that are going on. Things that are going on around me. God mostly the Holy Spirit, uses these avenues to talk to us, to validate what He's already told us. That still small voice, like in the song, He heard God whisper. And that's what happens. But what I've found in life is, is that we've got so many things that we let permeate our thoughts that we can't hear God. We can't hear what He's trying to tell us. He's trying to say, yes, you're on the right road. Yes, you're doing the right thing. But there's so much noise and confusion going on, we go, wow, should I really go that way? 
Is this really what I want God to do? And God's going, yeah, go for it, go for it. So I listen for Him. And sometimes I have to sit in silence. I have to sit in places maybe where other people won't be around. The other day I was out on the property, not here, but in Council Bluffs, and I was cutting down some limbs and trees, and I decided to sit down for a while, not because I was tired. Something just said, just sit down. And as I looked over the property, all I saw was butterflies. Hundreds and hundreds of butterflies. Beautiful. All over the place. That was one of those times when God started talking to me. He told me things. And He does you too. I'm not special. He talks to you the way He does, talks to me. I may have a little bit closer connection because He has a higher expectations of me because of what I know. And the more that you know about His Word, the more He's going to hold you to what you know. And that's okay that you do that and that you know those things. That small voice is sometimes harder to hear than in others. And sometimes we have to go into peace and quiet to hear that voice. But are you ready? Sometimes what I do with these things that I've showed you, this, these three steps that I use, is kind of like the elections, and they're going to be coming up. The 2020 elections for president. What I found is... I get the best information right up front. It's before the race starts. And you, if you're going to vote, or if you're going to change your vote, you listen to the candidates. Because what I found is, is that people are honest, and they have the right objectives in mind. But then the race starts. Then they start, it seems like all kinds of things are said just to keep themselves in the race. Back to making decisions. God talks to me about my decisions and He talks to you too. It may not be like a conversation you're having with a friend. Or it's not going to be God standing in front of you actually talking. It's something that you feel down inside. Something that you feel deep down inside of you that lets you know that you're on the right track. It's that still small voice talking in ways we may not have heard before. One of the things that I preach that the greatest thing in the world is love. One of the other great things is patience. Patience, right? Yep, be patient. Be careful about praying for patience. Because what I found is patience isn't a gift, it's something that's learned. I've run into people that start talking about the traffic jams, and they're having problems with their kids, and certain things are going on. And I said, are you praying for patience? And they said, yeah. You're learning patience. It's a learned thing. Be patient, remember Things happen only in the fullness of time. When God wants you to have it, He's going to give it to you. But while you're ready, while you're waiting, 
Get ready for it. It's coming. If you were going on a trip, you wouldn't wait until you're ready to go on that trip to prepare things or to go on the trip. You would start planning in advance. Sometimes weeks in advance, months in advance. I know people who pack their bag 10 days before they go. That's preparation. That's so they're ready for it. They don't miss anything. Consider using the same process when you want something or are waiting for something or you're working for something. Prepare for it. Get ready for it. If you wanted a job as an airline pilot, you would start preparing for it. If you were going grocery shopping, you'd pre be preparing. Do you have enough money? Do you have your grocery list? Do you have time? Do you have gas in your car? All those things you prepare for. You're getting ready. Then you go. Most of the time you've gone through thorough preparation and are very prepared for whatever you're getting ready to do. And sometimes I think we prepare even more for things that we haven't done because we're not quite sure what to expect. But there's an ultimate preparation and that preparation is for your eternal life. Is there something bothering you or someone you need to make things right with to get you in a, a smoother ride to your eternal life? If there's something that somebody's done or that's something that's bothering you, now's the time to get it right with people. At least start working toward it. Identify those things. If Jesus came tomorrow, are you prepared? Are you prepared for that? If not, get right with the things that you need to make right. And don't hesitate. Get it done. This is all part of your presentation for eternal life. We have to be sure that we're always preparing for eternal life in the same way that we would prepare for a trip. Are we preparing the right way? Are we thinking the right thoughts? Are we listening to the right kind of music that prepare us, that get us right with God? When I read things like this, I start thinking about my preparation. Therefore, keep watch because you don't know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you must, you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. And then we go on into verse 44 where it says, so you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. It's like when you're going grocery shopping, you have a checklist. You're ready for it. You're ready to go grocery shopping. Are you ready for your eternal life? Because we don't know when the Son of Man will return. 
The Bible tells us that no one knows when He's coming. So those who say they do, don't. They don't know when He's coming. Even in the Old Testament, there wasn't any indication when Jesus was going to come. All they knew is that He was coming. Isaiah prophesied it 700 years before Jesus came. And he didn't say, you know you guys, we've got 700 years. You can kind of hang out for the next 700 years. As far as they knew, Jesus was coming the next day. But Jesus did come. He eventually came and He's going to be coming back. Take a look at your preparation. Are you reading your Bible? What kind of music are you listening to? Is it everything you're doing preparing you for eternal life? Over the next week or so, take a look at your present preparation. Is there something you can do more of? We've already talked about more prayer each week. What about adding a few more minutes to reading? Reading the Bible? Or maybe doing a Bible study on your own? Are you ready? One additional thing to prepare, and I've already talked about this one. Is there anyone who you've hurt or who you need to make amends to? Be sure and take care of it because this is one of those things that you can cut. It's freeing. It allows you to take care of it so you can go on with your life. It's one less thing to check off your list for preparation. So, let's say a prayer and then we'll sing our last song. Lord, thank you so much for everything that you do. We ask that as we go out of here tonight, Lord, you just watch over us, guide us. Show us what we need to do in our life. We may not know everything that we need to do, but with your help and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we know that you're going to show us the way. You're going to show us the way to eternal life. Watch over us. Guide us. Put a protective hedge around us, Lord. And bring us back here safely next week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, you've got to stand up for this one.